illegal participation on the defense. 15-yard penalty from the previous spot remains first down. This had better be a big play after all of that. Second down at eight, four and a half to go in the half, six nothing Beavers. Jonathan from the right hash from the zone 25, goes back to throw, and throws the out, and it's caught, and it's going to be a big play! Chad Johnson down the left sideline, nobody will catch Chad, and it's a touchdown 75 yards for the Beavers! This is the moment, and right here will tell perhaps all about that. Third and one and a half from the right hash. Simon's in the handoff, can't cut to the left, first down and more, 30, 25, 20, Simonton on his way, 10, into the end zone, touchdown Beavers, and the streak is going to end here tonight. The snap on target to Nick. he gets a much better punt away here, Sammy Strotter back to his 30 yard line, starts up the middle, gets to the 40, he's got a seam, 45 midfield, 45, 40, he's got a chance to go, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. Welcome to Illegal Participation, the official podcast of the Heinrich Tailgater. Recording this while firmly ensconced at the Heinrich Tailgater headquarters, I'm your host, head chef, planner, and chief bottle washer, Bill Heine Heinrich. Joining me, as always, from the Heinrich Tailgater Northern Command Outpost, the lead driver and director of thermodynamic lip immersion, my co-host and brother, the Beach. How you doing, I'm Beach? doing good, Billy. How are you doing? Well, after I got this phlegm out of my throat, I think I'm doing better. We had two false starts on the uh, intro there, didn't we? A couple, yeah, yeah. It's pretty pathetic. You know, I, th- I like to think mm. I work with professionals, but you just disappoint. Whatever. The purpose of illegal participation is for us to spread our inside experiences and passion for the Oregon State Beavers with others, and just generally talk about sports, football, tailgating, and have a little bit of fun every week. Already, Beads, ready to jump into it? Oh, I jumped into it a long time ago, Billy. I want to remind everyone you can listen to us on your iPhone or Android device on the Stitcher Radio app. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes. If you do, leave a rating and review. If you want to get in touch with us, there's a couple ways. HeinrichTailgator at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter. I am at HeinrichTailgator. And also check out HeinrichTailgator on Facebook. Shut up. <laughs> <Did> you... <laughs> I heard Twitter I swear... on Twitter. I swear... Billy's on the Twitter. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm turning into that. Like, I misspeak all the time. It's ridiculous. Oh. But, but Beach, I was checking out iTunes, and we do have a newer review. How old is this review, if it's newer? This is from October 11th. Okay. Yep. From Oregon Grown 68. Gave us five stars. Nice. Awesome. Thank you, Oregon Grown said, 68. And it said the after episode extras are worth listening for. I like these guys' rants and love for all things orange. They host great tailgates and are real people. I hear they get few reviews, so this is mine. Listen to the cheaters or listen for the cheaters and horrors every week. Oh, oh no, I thought you read this one last time. I think oh, did you I? did. I think you did. Still appreciate oh, it though. It was worth the second read. Yeah, that was a good one. Well, I thought I read this one about smart assery. Okay, no, because I remember somebody liking my cheaters and horrors. So and 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 the special cut scenes at the end. It's kind of yeah, like we're doing. Yeah, it's like we have our own Marvel movie every week. A little bit, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Of course, the Marvels, the 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 aftercut scenes actually serve a purpose. Where ours, it's just the crap that we couldn't even air. So <laughs> yeah, it was, just, it was just the crap I was editing out. So yeah. So you never know what you're gonna hear down there. Yeah. Billy, right, Beach, Billy, Billy hacking up a lung. Beach swearing, maybe singing Ugh. a song. You never know. There you go. There you go. Uh, let's do a little beaver uh, sports. Meet. Sure. Again, I don't have an itinerary, so I'm going blind. So we'll see how this one works again. I I, I got to tell you, Beach, my computer is like on its last legs. I'm surprised we're able even able to get this thing recorded and, and, and uploaded for what I have to go through. But 
I don't want to take my computer in and get it looked at because then we won't be able to put up a show. Your commitment is just uh, admirable, Billy. It's just admirable. I, I got to make it a few more weeks, then I'll take it in in December. Okay. Just so just through the season. Just make it through the season. Make it through the season. That's pretty much. All right, Beach. First up, women's volleyball. Always loving the women's volleyball, Billy. Tight shorts, nice legs, cute butts, well, jumping up and down. There you go. How I'm- can we go wrong with volleyball? Then. Well, on Friday, Beach, the OSU volleyball team fell to number two Stanford in three sets. That's a shame. But then on Sunday, the Beavs dominated Cal and Berkeley for the win. Recovered. Their seventh, their seventh in a row over Cal. That's good. Beat the hippies at Cal, lose to the smart people at Stanford. That's all right. There you go. The, Be- the Beavs are now 17-9 and nine overall, 7-7 seven and seven in the Pac-12, and they travel to Arizona to take on the Wildcats on Thursday and the Sun Devils on Keeping Saturday. Keeping our goal is staying 50. Stay, get that, get right around 50% in the Pac-12. When most of your out-of-conference games, you will make the tournament. Okay. So. All right. So that's good. They're they're right on track. Um, up next, Beach women's soccer. I thought they were done. No, they had one game they left. How'd they do? In a rather disappointing season. But they're but they're well, cute though, aren't they? Well, Emma Jones scored on a free kick to give Oregon State a 1-0 win over Oregon in the Civil War on senior Suck day. it, bitches. That's right. So it went from being a not-so-great season to great season with Phenomenal. If Pettibone could be, like, carried off the field for his efforts as a coach, then winning the Civil War is the only game that matters. Exactly. The Bees finished the season 6-10-3. and and three seven and one in the Pac-12. Right. But the only one that matters is they won the one. Exactly. I hate yeah. those bastards. All right, Beach. All right, Beach. Next up is women's soccer. We did women's soccer, Billy. Or, excuse me. Excuse me, men's soccer. Okay. Well, they play like women anyway, so that's all right. Well, jeez. <laughs> the men. The men had the week off, and they will take on number twenty-three Washington on Thursday to close out the regular season. The game will be broadcast at two p.m. on the Pac-12 network, and. Uh, the Beavs will be at home honoring their five seniors. Are you even allowed to say they play like a girl anymore? Probably not. Uh, oh, well. Which is sad because it's, it's one of the best lines in uh, The Sandlot. You play like a girl? You throw like a girl! <laughs> I, I, I'm, i yeah, you know, yeah. Anyway, going to still use it. it I don't it care. Is. No. All right, Beach. Uh, taking it back, Billy. I'm wrestling. taking it back. We got some wrestling going on. All right. Well, how, how are we doing in uh, wrestling? Well, Beach tonight, the Beach participated in the Orange and Black Intrascribe meet at Gill Coliseum. Okay. And uh, they open the season as they take on Eastern Oregon on Thursday at 7 p.m. Okay. So there you go. On to women's swimming. Ooh, women's swimming. I wish yeah, I this wish is just for Greg. I still wish they would go to two piece. Yeah. Well, this is uh just for Greg because he was giving me crap at the promo the other night, so I told him I'd give him some swimming okay. updates. Like he doesn't know what happened anyway. Uh, but maybe, maybe other people are interested in our swimming. So the OSU swimming team got another strong performance from sophomore Felicia Anderson on Friday's duel against Cal, but the Beast fell to the Bears one sixty four to eighty five. Now Anderson led wire to wire in the one hundred back and touched in a time of fifty six 17 for a new season best and the eighth fastest in Beaver history. Wow. Now the Beavs head out on the road again this week for a duel at Seattle on the 11th. Okay. Up at, at that Husky pool. Is that with the pool right next to the stadium up there? I believe okay. so. Yes. All right. All right. BH, we also had women's basketball starting all these, all the uh, winter sports are starting to take hold now. As the fall sports fade away. Yep. Uh, the Oregon State women earned a 90-47 to win on Sunday afternoon in an exhibition matchup with Concordia. Now, senior Marie Gulich led the Beavs with 21 points, going 9 of 12 from the floor with 9 rebounds. Sophomore Kat Tudor hit five three-pointers to finish with 19, while junior Taylor Calmer tallied 16 points on 6-for-12 shooting. The Beavs host their regular season opener on Friday as they host North Dakota at 2 p.m. All righty. Men's basketball also started on Sunday Beach. Stephen Thompson Jr. scored a game-high 21 points, and Trace Tinkle posted a double-double as the Beavs down Pacific 91-69. to 
Actually, I think that was on Friday, not Sunday. Um, the Beavs open their regular season on Friday against Southern Utah at 7 p.m. at Gill Coliseum. Okay. And last but not least, Beach, they announced the starting time for the final home game for the football team, which will be not this Saturday, but next Saturday against Arizona State. Tell me State. it's an afternoon game so we have time to enjoy our cheesesteaks. Well, if you consider a 12.07 afternoon kickoff, then yes, it so is. So we're having breakfast cheesesteaks. Breakfast cheesesteaks it is. <laughs> you know, who wouldn't want to start their day off with a breakfast cheesesteak? I agree. Yeah, I mean, if McDonald's had breakfast cheesesteaks, I would I would literally have a breakfast cheesesteak every morning. But because go. they don't, I'm stuck you know, with a freaking sausage McMuffin, which gets really boring. They used to, when they had the uh, bagel sandwiches, uh-huh. they had the they had a steak egg steak egg and cheese bagel. But you had to watch out because it was really sick. Yeah, yeah. You know what I really miss is the uh, when they had the southern style chicken biscuits for or southern style. They had like that southern style chicken sandwich where they would just put it was a smaller chicken breast with a couple of pickles on top on a small bun, oh. and then. When they had that, they did a breakfast version of that where they put it on a biscuit. But I hate biscuits, so I just go in and ask for it on a muffin. And it was freaking phenomenal. Yeah. And it was yeah, yeah it was like too. my little version of, of, a, of a Chick-fil-A. And they don't do it. So now i got to drive all the way the hell over to Chick-fil-A, which is like an extra half an hour to my commute. But I do do it sometimes. Did you know that Chick-fil-A gives you a free free breakfast menu item on Wednesdays? That's what you were saying. Yeah, it's crazy. Um and I and I and I thought they were when somebody told me, um, I, I I thought someone was screwing. Yeah, it. I thought there's no way, but it's true. Chick Fil A breakfast giveaway official rules. They actually have it on their website. So yeah. and it changes, I guess, day uh, every week. So they just pick something. Um, huh. so, yeah, it says uh, no purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. Um, let's see, uh, giveaway period from 12:01 a.m. August 31st, local to September 30th. I don't know where this one is, but I, they said, yeah, we give it, yeah, we give you a free breakfast item. I'm like, this is crazy. Like every every week? Yeah. Um, now here's, here, yeah, here it is. Here it is. Oh, August, 30, <laughs> August 31st to September 30th. So it was only for a month. Oh, okay. So, okay. So, so, free, they, get so... Free for free breakfast in September. Okay, you know so, what it was? What was it? It was just the crack man. It was the crack man. He was just giving you a little rock once a week. Get you addicted. Yeah, and probably right when before school started because this is where it gets more and more difficult, you know? Yeah. To yeah, do breakfast because get the kids get, out get, the door, yep. Exactly. It says during the month of September, Chick-fil-A invited users uh of the Chick-fil-A One mobile app to bring their appetite and redeem a free breakfast entree in the month of September. App users can select from one of three free breakfast options for redemption. Um, this offers available to app users August 31st to the 30th. But see, this doesn't say it was a Wednesday deal. The one I got was like a Wednesday deal, unless that was what the know. app did. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, so, um, yeah, and I always get frustrated. Every time I go into them, I ask them to uh, – switch out the biscuit with a muffin and i swear to god it's the most difficult thing ever the number one is a fried piece of chicken on a biscuit right just want that on a muffin and then when i say i'd like number one on a muffin instead of a biscuit they're like uh so you want a number five okay a number five is a grilled piece of chicken with cheese and egg on a mcmuffin on a muffin now how are those two even close you with me because you said, well, I mean, I can I see why. I want one on a muffin. It's a grilled hunk of chicken, and I want it on a muffin. I don't want the egg. I don't want the cheese, and I don't want it grilled. Anyway, it's frustrating. Every time. Every freaking time. I'll just be glad it's not the Japan. I like Japan. They have, like, tuna. Yeah, yeah but they don't do substitutions at really? all. No. Oh, they wouldn't understand me if I tried to tell them. Yeah, they, well, that's just they don't do it. But they have tuna. You get it? How they it comes? They have tuna muffins over there and for breakfast. Really? Yeah, put tuna on top of a in a sausage or in a in a muffin and put cheese on it and lettuce. That's breakfast. weird. That was pretty good. That's weird. Anyway, moving on. Let's move past Chick Fil A. What what are we up to, Billy? Beach. Uh. Do I do I hear something? 
I think you do. I do hear it. You know, I, I looped it up a little bit, you know, and it's really running good now. Hold on. One, one second here. Hold on. Hold on. Billy! That was a deep rip. Oh. <laughs> She's walking funny now. <laughs> there you go. Okay. What's up? This just in. In front of a crowd of 70,572, Oregon got their asses handed to them by the University of Washington Huskies, losing by a margin of 35 points, 38 to 3. Now, Oregon State lost by the same margin with a final score of 42 to 7 five weeks ago, but at least the Beavs could find the end zone. Suck it, bitches. On a side note. <laughs> On a side note, Duck fans were checking into their local health clinics by the droves on Monday. It seems many were asking their doctors why their scrotums have shriveled up. (laughs) All right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that that was just in. Yeah, I I bet it was. All right, well, since you started talking about it, are you ready to go under further review for week number 10 in the Pac-12? After further review, the runner did cross the line. Let's go on touchdown. Yes, let's go under further review, Billy. All right, Beach, heading into week 10. The standings were as follows. Um, you were in third place at 38 out of 67. I was in second place at 39 out of 67. And Kyle, we freaking hate you, Kyle. Kyle was in first place at 42 out of 67. All right, Beach, first up, Friday night, UCLA at Utah. I picked those Ute engines. Uh, actually, all three of us did. Utah quarterback Tyler Huntley had 327 total yards and four passing TDs as Utah defeated shorthanded UCLA 48-17. Now, UCLA was without quarterback Josh Rosen, who sat out with a concussion protocol after last week's game at Washington. Mm. Chosen Rosen is frozen. Yeah, he was. Yes, he Mm. was. So all three of us got the point on that one. All the rest of the game's beads were on Saturday, November 4th. First up, Stanford at Washington State. And I picked Wazoo on this one, Billy. How'd I do? All three of us took Wazoo. Wazoo quarterback Luke Falk led Washington State on a 94-yard drive in the fourth quarter that produced the winning points in a 24-21 victory over Stanford. Now, Falk was 34-48 for 337 yards with three TDs and one interception. He also became the Pac-12 career passing yards leader. Now, Stanford running back Bryce Love, who was hampered by a sprained ankle, was held to 69 yards after averaging 198 yards a game. Okay, so that's a tight game. Yeah, it was. So all of us got the point on that one. Up next, Colorado at Arizona State. Okay, I picked uh, I picked Arizona State on this one, shocking enough. All three of us did. Arizona State running back Demario Richard had 100. 34 of his 189 yards and a TD in the fourth quarter in helping beat Colorado 41 to 30. Now ASU trailed by 10 in the third quarter, but ran for 274 yards in the second half, racking up 381 for the game, the most rushing yards for them since 1997 against Oregon. Okay. So Arizona state won. shocking. The team that you said sucks. Is actually what are they in the are I, they in the lead in the South? No, they are not. Um, I don't know where they're at. Uh, the um, one of the next games coming up was going to say who was going to be leading the South. Okay. Um, here, um, I'll pull it up so we can talk to it after we're done talking. Um, so we all got the point on that one. Up next, Beach was Oregon at Washington. And I already kind of blew this one right open with the. Uh... With the update from Eugene, but uh, I'm pr- I, I picked Washington, and they beat those bastards. Correct. Um, all three of us did. Now, Washington wide receiver and punt returner Dante Pettis became the NCAA record holder with nine punt returns for touchdowns in his career as Washington defeated Oregon 38-3. to Now, running back Miles Gaskin rushed for 123 yards, including a 34-yard TD run, while quarterback Jake Browning threw for 204 yards and two TDs, tying Keith Price with 75 
in his career at Washington. Now, Oregon gained 116 yards on their first two possessions, but just 73 yards on their next eight. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty much a domination after that. Oregon took their took the uh, opening kick, went down the field, ended up kicking a field goal to go up three to nothing, and then nothing after that. And that was their first um, time being shut out with without a touchdown in a long damn time. Crazy. So, yeah, I mean that with without having Herbert there as quarterback, that Burmeister just cannot. He, he he cannot throw the ball downfield. It's it's just kind of pathetic. So, hmm. but anyways, um, so uh, yeah, they just pretty much kicked the crap out of him. I mean, don't get me wrong; it was fun to watch. It was fun to watch. <laughs> so, all right, Beach. So we all got the point on that one. Up next, Arizona at USC. And uh, <clears throat> I picked Arizona on this one. Did I? And I did I go against the uh, the group on it? No, you and I took Arizona. Kyle, hey you, Kyle. Kyle took USC. Now Arizona quarterback Khalil Tate and Arizona erased a 22 point deficit in 11 minutes. Wow. But USC running back Ronald Jones ran for 194 yards and three TDs as USC defeated Arizona 49 to 35. Now USC quarterback Sam Darnold passed for 311 yards and two TDs, who led. 28-6 midway through the third quarter. But Arizona evened it at 35 each on a two-point conversion with 8.23 left before USC scored their final two to win it. Damn it. Yep. All right, Beach, And last but not least, Oregon State at Cal. And all of us took Oregon State because we really thought this was going to be the turnaround game. We did. And Cal... Running back Patrick Laird rushed for 214 yards and 33 carries, and quarterback Ross Bowers threw for two TDs as Cal beat Oregon State 37-23. Now, Oregon State closed it to 23-20 on Thomas Tyner's four-yard TD run late in the third quarter before penalties and mistakes cost him down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Yep. Damn it. Just I, I really thought they had it. You know, they had two guys ejected for targeting. Mm-hmm. And, and one of them I, I didn't i listened to most of it on the radio i didn't get to watch it yeah. but uh, same here. but he said you know it was a great hit it was a solid hit straight in him and i think even simonton was was being interviewed on it at the time and they kind of he then was. they kind of all agreed hey it was a straight straight up clean hit it wasn't with the goal or intent or to 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 um to injure yeah. And but it was a, it was a good solid hit, and they something's got to be changed with the rules because it doesn't allow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, and I would like to see if he makes that hit with his face yeah. up, mm-hmm. right? Because he hit him with with the helmet, but if he hits him with the face mask in the same spot, do they still flag it? Theoretically, no. There yeah, should because you're not going to the crown. But I. But I think they yeah, would. Because the term is the crown, isn't it? Isn't that what they use? With? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So top yeah. of the helmet. I mean, and that's potentially dangerous for the guy doing yeah, the Yeah, more dangerous for the guy doing the tackling than it is for the guy getting the hit. Because Correct. he said, yeah, from what they said, he hit him straight in the uh, straight in the chest. It's quick, Chest too. plate in the, in the oh. shoulder pads. So. And it was it was a quick play, too. I mean, he caught the ball, and boom, it was, yeah. he was getting tackled. So, yeah. You know, and it, the Beavs really needed to win that game. I thought that was one of the winnable ones left on their schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, because if they really, if, if the team really wants Hall to keep that head coaching job, he's got to get a couple wins. Yeah. Quite frankly, for him to be considered, he needs a couple wins. He needs to turn the corner. Yeah. So, but anyways, you know, the beef still played hard and they fought all the way through, but you know, they lost another couple, they lost another cornerback to the, to the uh, ejection, which just put them farther and farther back. And they're just really thin right now. So, And the Beavs really could not get a running game established in that game. And and Cal had been very weak against running the ball. They hadn't run the ball well and hadn't stopped the run. And they flipped the script on that one. They ran the ball extremely well and really didn't let Oregon State get anything started. Yeah. So, anyways, damn it. Just sad. I really, really wanted to see him win that one. All right, Beach. Um, 
Well, and the you know the Beavs have only lost in the Bay Area three times this this since the turn of the century. Really? Yeah, and only two times at Cal because the other time was in. Uh, I should say they've only lost three times playing Cal down in the Bay Area. Okay. Only two times at Memorial Stadium. The last two times they played there, two fifteen, two thousand fifteen, and twenty seventeen. Um, they did lose a game like twenty eleven. But that was at um, when Cal was playing at the Giants ballpark for the season when their stadium was being, being renovated. So, yep, just I really wanted to get that one. All right, Beach. so you, you were asking about uh, where everybody was. Well, let's, let's do this first. So after the week, you and I went four for six. Kyle, I hate you, Kyle, went five for six. So you and I are tied. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, we're not. Nope. Because I've still got one ahead of you. I suck. So you are at 42 out of 73. I am at 43 out of 73. And Kyle is at 47 out of 73. He's got a four-point lead over me and a five-point lead over you. Wow. Yeah. It's getting a, I feel so it's unachievable right. anymore, Billy. Well, so you were asking about the standings here. So we have... What about three games to go? I don't think anyone has any more than three games. Um, has everyone played nine? Colorado's played ten. Cal has played ten. Oregon's played ten. So Washington State's played ten. So the most anyone has is, is three games left. And um, right now in the South, you have USC at six and one, and you have Arizona and Arizona State at four and two. Okay. So. If USC wins one more, they will have uh, won the South because uh, they've only got no wait they've got seven they've got two games left so they could theoretically lose two yeah so USC needs one more win to secure the South um, because they've beat both Arizona actually I think they've won the no no because they could go so yeah so they need one more win to secure the South and in the North. You've got Washington, Washington State, and Stanford um, all pretty much tied up. you got Washington at 5-1 and one, and Washington State and Stanford at 5-2. and two. Mm-hmm. But uh, Washington and Washington State have both beat Stanford. So, really, it looks like it's going to come down to the Apple Cup. Okay. If they both go without losing in the Apple Cup, whoever wins that game will be the North representative in the Pac-12. And Apple Cup is where this year? In Seattle. Okay. But I, I would think, you know, even though they claim it the home field, I mean, they're probably going to have just as many uh, Washington State fans as they are Husky fans there, probably. No, it'll be really You think cool. so? Yeah. I mean, they still, they'll still get tickets, but it'll be maybe. Okay. All right, but especially if they're playing for a Pac-12 I guess they're not playing in the uh, in the uh, Quest or uh, no. Clink, right? Isn't it Clink? Yeah. 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 All right, Beach. so uh, let's look at the Pac-12 and the polls. Um, in the AP poll, Washington is up to 9, USC at 15, Wazoo at 19, and Stanford and Arizona, after their losses, are in the others receiving votes category. Now, in the USA Today coaches poll, Washington's at 8, USC at 14, Washington State at 20, and again, Stanford and Arizona are in the others receiving votes category. Now, the first playoff um, polls have been released. Mm-hmm. Washington is sitting at 12, USC at 17, Stanford at 21, and Wazoo at 25. So if Washington State wants to get into the uh, – I mean, if Washington wants to get into the playoff picture, they need to win out and they need a couple guys in front of them to lose. So. Wow. You just feel like sometimes yeah. you just get – you're just – you know, you're stuck. Yeah. Yep, kind of is. It's it's like there's white privilege out there, Billy, in the football system. And it's like the SEC has privilege. Oh, I would de- totally tell it, say the SEC has privilege. The SEC, the Big 12. Mm-hmm. Yep. ACC, yeah. And and we I I could really go off on this, but I'll let it go this time. Hey, <laughs> Beach. Uh, it's time to move on to this week's Tommy Tuberville. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> no!
Jackass of the Week Award. And every week, like discuss a person in college football who exemplifies the truly worst in sportsmanship, leadership, or just being a fan. And Beats, not a lot of jackassery happened this week, but we do have a little okay. bit. Okay, are we, are we talking college? Are we talking pro? Where are we going with this it, one? This, 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 this is okay. college. Now, in a sports illustration, and this kind of just proves the guy's even a bigger jackass, right? Is it Tommy Tuberville? Okay. No. Um, in a Sports Illustrated story published Monday, they allege that two players from Alabama's 2009 National Championship football team accepted cash in exchange for signing their names to memorabilia. Now, Cliff Panazic, who sold signed sports memorabilia, told Sports Illustrated that he and Adam Bollinger paid Alabama players Marquise Johnson and Terrence Cody $200 and $400 respectively in December 2009. Now, Johnson denied that he was paid for his autograph and told the magazine that he did know Panazic and Cody declined comment. Now, this, not sure if this falls out of the uh, statute of limitations uh, for the NCAA. But uh, there might, there may or may not be any um, uh, repercussions from this. I doubt there will be, how, just because it was eight years ago. Yeah. What? How many dollars was it worth? Four hundred and two hundred. Dude, let it go. Yeah. You know, you don't even yeah, but, have to. You well, know, if you won that at the freaking casino, you don't have to get. You don't have to well, give your social here, security card and and get a W uh, W two or what is it, W two on it. So let it go. Yeah, or 10.99. Here, here's the here's here's the problem with that, Beach. It's called the SEC and the old Big Eight. So it's like, oh, it's just a little bit of money. Don't worry. But about a little it. bit becomes a and, lot. And a, yep, exactly. Slippery slope. Exactly. Now, um, according to the report, some other Alabama players, including quarterback Greg McElroy, signed memorabilia but refused payment in order to stay in compliance with NCAA rules. Now, Panasic and Bollinger told Sports Illustrated they wait for players outside the athletic dormitories during winter break and then would kind of uh, recruit them or kind of grab one or two of them, and then those players might recruit others to sign stuff. Now, Alabama did go in undefeated in 2009, beating Texas to win the BCS National Championship. But here's the perfect part, Beach. In December 2006, Panasic pled guilty in Youngstown, Ohio, to aggravated theft, identity fraud, telecommunications fraud, money laundering, engaging in a pattern of corrupt activity, and three counts of forgery with forfeiture specification. So in April, he was sentenced to six years in prison. In prison, Prosecutors say he was the mastermind behind an enterprise that sold sports items with fake athlete signatures to close to 20,000 people. Wow. So this douche is just a douche. Mm -hmm. Right? Just a piece of crap. Mm -hmm. And this shows you right here, there's no honor among thieves. God, what a... Because did he could have just taken that with him. Did he Did he need to give up the home run ball on those nope, two guys? Nope, nope, didn't need an arc. Nope, but he yep. did it. He did it because there's no pack, no no honor among thieves. So, well, are, and are, are we up to cheat? I just read that and I'm like... I'm like, really, dude? This is what you needed to do? Are, are we... Just shut up, do your time, and shut are up. Are we up to cheaters and whores? Okay. Not yet, no. But anyways, so... Because mine, mine kind of goes right into that a little bit. Well, we could, well, we'll, we'll, well, so Cliff Panasic and Adam Bollinger, you guys get this week's... What's he think I look like? A jackass? You sure do! Jackass of the week. All right, Beach. It is now time for your musical. Ooh, interlude. I forgot. I have a musical interlude today. I'm I'm ready for you to lay it on. Lay me. it on me. What song? Oh, that's uh, Kid Rock there. Okay. Hold on here. Okay. Song of the day. This song comes from a 1993 American coming of age comedy film. It featured a large ensemble cast of actors who would later become stars, including Matthew McConaughey, Jason London, Ben Affleck, Mila Jovovich, Cole Hauser, Parker Posey, Adam Goldberg, Joey Lauren Adams, Nikki Cat, and Rory Cochran. The plot follows various groups of Texas teenagers during the last day of school in 1976. In case you could not guess, I'm talking about the movie Dazed and Confused. Although it grossed less than $8 million at the box office, it has become a cult classic for many. 
The soundtrack for the film was released on September 28, 1993, and it was phenomenal. It, feat- it featured oh, yeah. artists like Foghat, Alice Cooper, ZZ Top, Nazareth, Ted Nugent, Kiss, Black Sabbath, and Skinner, just to name a few. The rights to secure the music for the soundtrack took a sixth of the film's budget, more than the cost. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, it was more than the cost of the actors who starred in the film. Um, so the song I picked from that soundtrack is from The Runaways. Oh, yeah, yeah, you haven't said the movie. Oh, yet. Um, the 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 movie. I thought I put that in there. Uh, I don't think you did. Yeah, I said I said movie The Dazed and Confused. It was totally in there. Are you not even? I'm talking about Dazed and Confused. It was right there in the script. Go. Okay. Pay attention, Billy. Keep up. Script? I thought you just did this all. Oh, it's totally off the top of my head. So the song I picked is from The Runaways and was released in 1976, the same year that the movie is set. It was composed by Joan Jett and then-manager Kim Fowley and sung by Cherry Curry. What? Cherry Curry, Curry. sorry. What is impressive is that Joan Jett was only 18 at the time and Cherry was only 16 going on 17. Uh, yep. The song is called Cherry Bomb, and uh, to bring it around from when we started this whole thing uh, for this season uh, and started picking our songs, this song was also used in the first Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack. But but I'm, I'm using it uh, from the Dazed and Confused because, again, phenomenal soundtrack. If you don't have it, you really should. It just rocks. So without yep. further ado, here is Cherry Bomb by The Runaways. It is song. good. It is good. You know, it's it's funny because the boys and I are always watching. We go to a lot of movies, so we're always watching uh, trailers for movies. And those things will come on. It'll be some song, and they'll be like, I can tell they're like, yeah, that song's great. And then I pull my iPod out and play it. And they're like, you've got that? I'm like, of course I do. You know what's awesome? I don't know what it is because I don't remember as many uh, 50s and 60s songs being used in movies in the 80s. I guess Ferris Bueller sang like uh, – uh, that one Beatles, um, you know, when he's in the parade. But mm-hmm. the the soundtracks alone seem to be pulling a lot of 70s and 80s music right now. And I don't know if it was just because that music is so listenable, but mm-hmm. great beats, great. I mean, uh, went and saw Thor. I've seen it twice, once on Thursday and once with you on Sunday. And, I mean, they're playing um, – uh, shoot, now, I'm, uh, Led Zeppelin. 
was was featured mm-hmm. strongly in that, plus a, a few other good songs. Um, I, you know, it was interesting. They said they wanted to actually use Led Zeppelin in this one, uh, but Led Zeppelin wasn't interested in selling their music for soundtracks at the time. But they, mm-hmm. yeah, because here, here it's named after one of their songs, "Dazed and Confused," and uh, they weren't even allowed to use it. Yeah, which is interesting because uh, if you watched uh, Thor, one of their songs is used uh, very prominently in that song in that movie a couple yeah, times. Yeah, twice. Yeah. Yep. So, and if you haven't seen Thor, if you're a Marvel fan, go out and see it. Movie's funnier than hell. <laughs> no, it's great. So, did you just get that message that I? This is on a side note. Did you get that message I sent you? Uh, did you send me a text message? Uh, through oh, Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. So I have um, no message from Facebook. Well, I, I said it to you. So Disney has been in talks with Fox, uh-huh. 20th what? Century Fox, to buy some of their movie studios. Where are they looking at buying? Fox Movie Studios. Does Fox have like 20th Century Fox? Yeah. Now they wouldn't buy the broadcast networks. Um, the, at least not uh, Fox Sports or. Um, um, Fox News or anything like that because the Fox wants to um, uh, concentrate on those. And besides, Disney couldn't own it because they always they already own ABC and ESPN. So you get into some uh, monopoly type things mm-hmm. there. But uh, no, buy the movie studios um, and some of the other stuff. Fox also owns um, parts of Sky, which is a network in uh, Europe and with Disney wanting to get into the streaming business, mm-hmm. it would give them more content to stream oh, and wow. it would okay. give them any, and it would give them an easy way into the European market because sky would already be there. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And that would also give Marvel studios back X-Men fantastic four and all the related. Characters. That's what it's about. Oh, no, it's about more than that. It's more about the streaming. No, but, I mean, that does help for them to control the whole Marvel universe. Yeah, but but the the, the, the getting more content and production facilities, that's what it would do yeah. for them. Yeah, no, cool. So, anyways, yeah, side note that. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, Beach. Um, it is time to now preview week number 11 okay. in the Pac-12. I'm going to pull up Kyle's email here. Here we go. I got my pen out. Hold on, I don't have a pen. Now I have a pen so I can write these down. All right, week 11. Um, first up is Washington at Stanford. Washington at Stanford. Stanford. All right. Um, Kyle says, Washington and Stanford. I want Washington to win. They should be able to stop the run. But the Pac-12 is weird sometimes. Stanford. Wow. Here I was trying to change it up so I didn't copy Kyle so that. uh... I am taking Washington. So I guess if Stanford wins that game, they could still. They could make a mess for the Pac-12 if they beat Washington and then Washington State beat. I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be a mess. We'll we'll, we'll see it in the next couple weeks because that wouldn't work either. Washington needs to win if they want to win the Pac-12. All right. Um, Up next, Beej, USC at Colorado. Um, I'm going to take USC. I don't think Colorado's got it in them. Kyle says, remember during the Washington-Colorado game in the fourth quarter when the Huskies kept running the same running play over and over and Colorado could do nothing to stop it? Kind of like that again. USC. Nice. And I'm going to say the same thing, USC. All right, next game, Wazoo at Utah. Wazoo at the Utes. I'm thinking Wazoo's going to take it. Okay, you're taking Wazoo. I, too, am taking Wazoo. Kyle says, the Cougs appear to be only good at home, Utah. So there we go. <laughs> and uh, up next, Arizona State at UCLA. 
Arizona State. I don't think Ucla's got anything. I don't either. <laughs> I, too, am taking Arizona State. Kyle says, F-U-C-L-A, Arizona State. I, I just, Moore is getting fired. Their, their coach is dead man walking, <laughs> so. All right, KB's last game of the week. Oregon State at Arizona. Beavs are going to win. Kyle says, Pac-12 road win, Oregon State. I, too, am taking Oregon State. It's going to be the greatest game in the world. Well, maybe not, but we're going to win. they got to stop Khalil Tate. That's a big thing. So That's the big thing. All right, Beavs, it is now time for the last segment of the show, the Rosie Ruiz Cheaters and Whores. She's just a girl. She's a ball. Rosie Ruiz, Cheaters and Whores. This is not not an in-depth one today. But I was thinking about Cheaters and Whores. Because I'm like, you know, I mean, I've taken on almost like every sport in the world and, you know, gambling and other things. So I thought, what what is the primary trait of a cheater and a whore? Right, Billy? And I figured there's one basic trait of a cheater and a whore. And that's being a liar. And And I'm... And I'm not talking about like on the back of a comfy bed with silk sheet silk sheets uh, underneath your naked ass. I'm, I'm talking about mistruths, right? Like in the in the case of disgraced Oregon football coach Chip Kelly, like Willie. Oh, we know him as Will Lyles, kind of like lying, right? Or the classic misremembering, right? Like in the case of Mrs. Hillary Clinton, where she deplaned under sniper fire. You know, hell, the only shooting she's been involved in include the names of Vince Foster, Seth Rich, and Mary Catron Mahoney. But I digress. Wow. wow. Yes. But I digress. There's no doubt people lie. I don't lie, but mainly because I suck at it. Uh, plus, I, I have enough crap to remember in my head that's true. There's no way I could remember the crap that's false. But I was doing some research, and I came across a really neat article by a gal named Julie Thames. And it says the six main traits of liars. So I thought this would be interesting to know. So you can know if you are are dealing with a a lying, cheater, whore in your life, right? So this is kind of a little educational of the Heiner Tailgater illegal participation today. Okay, so number one, they lie frequently. She writes, we all know we should trust our gut instincts. If your immediate thought is that the person you're talking to is lying to you, you're probably right. Compulsive liars will lie about anything and everything. Their lies are subtle and small, so they often go unnoticed. This can make it difficult to decide if they're telling the truth or not. I dated a girl who uh, was like that once. Well, I was actually engaged to her, but I don't think that counts because she was still married to her husband and dating another guy as well at the time. Uh, and, 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 you know, and, that, that would be funny if it wasn't true. <laughs> Exactly. And uh, but she lied to me about all that, too. So, yeah, she was a liar. Anyway, moving on. Number two, they're always seeking attention. If the person you're talking to seeks attention in an overwhelming way, he or she is probably a liar. Liars will often bend the truth as a way to impress you. Uh, They want you to notice them and they'll fish for compliments. They'll act like a four year old child who is continually saying, Mom, look at what I'm doing. Look at what I did. Look at me. If this doesn't scream – now, if this action doesn't scream like Chip Bitch Tits Kelly, I don't know what does. Um, and I had a friend like that too who was like that too, but I don't anymore because I kick that bitch to the curb because I have no time for liars in my life. You ever have anybody like that, Billy? No. no. Yeah, I – Really? Yeah. You know, it's funny because you just you start realizing that, you know, I always go by the Judge Judy. If it doesn't make sense, then it isn't true. And suddenly when you start looking at the stuff they say to you and you're like, you know, and it's the little and it's totally right on this. It's just the little lies. Like, I know that's Mm -hmm. not true. You're contradicting yourself from what you told me, you know, two months ago. But anyway, moving on. Number three, they have self-esteem issues. Often the reason people lie is because they want to avoid certain realities or perceptions about themselves. Lying gives them a sense of ego-boosting power. They can be whoever they want to be if they lie about it. And I was thinking about this, and this reminds me of everyone who posts braggadocious crap on Facebook. You, you can post the bull crap and brag about how great your life is, 
But if it isn't true, you're not impressing anyone and your life is still going to suck. So <laughs> true. So number four. Now, this one kind of baffled me. Number four, their body language is telling. And I'm not a big body language watcher. I don't know about you, Billy, but I, I'm, I tend to listen for voice inflection and kind of that. But I really, I really mm-hmm. don't notice body language. But it says you can learn a lot about a person solely through his or her body language. For beginner liars, they won't look you in the eye. That reminds me of Gunner when he was little. Uh, Gunner's a horrible yeah, liar. Yeah, but he'd never look you in the eye when he'd lie to you as a little kid. I don't know if he does now. Mm. Uh, but, no, he's, he's a horrible liar. But they said they'll look at the floor or the ceiling, but they won't make eye contact. However, for more advanced liars, they'll look you straight in the eye. <laughs> Eyes and still, and they look, they and, look, they look too hard. Yeah, and still lie to you. Some other body language signs are if they stand with their arms crossed, or if they turn away from you because they don't want you to look, because they don't want to look at you. In extreme cases, people will start to sweat because they're so nervous about lying. Uh, if they're fidgety and unable to look at you, they're probably lying. So, like I said, I've never, I've never noticed any of this. Have you ever noticed anybody like sweating or fidgety that's been bullshitting you, Billy, or if they'll? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay. I mean, I usually tell like I'm in sales, and so when somebody's full of crap, I I can just usually tell, and I don't think it's body language. I think it's just you know you just smell crap, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so number five, uh, their stories always change, and this is the one that's usually a telltale for me. You know, it's like again you're contradicting Mm -hmm. yourself. Problem with liars is they don't even know their own lies. The stories they tell you or stories you hear uh, them tell their friends sound completely different. Are the, the stories they tell you and the stories that you hear them tell their friends sound like completely different scenarios. Or they'll tell you a story today, but that same story will be different tomorrow. After all, liars are great storytellers. Now, I'll jump in here because I consider myself a pretty good storyteller. Would you disagree, Billy? No, you're yeah, I, I like to think I write a good story. But but when mm-hmm. I write a story like on Facebook and stuff, I'll usually tell a story about something that happened to me in the day or something that you and I did, you know, and – I, I may embellish a little thing, make it a little bit more exciting. Like, you know, the whole time when I was, when I was like wooing the, 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 the girl in the, uh, red uh, Mazda. Remember that from a couple of years mm-hmm. ago? Oh yeah. That was good. That was yeah. Good and I mentioned that I kind of licked my nipple, you know, when that was going on and I didn't really lick my nipple, but it added something to the story. And I don't think a lot of people yeah. thought I licked my nipple, but you know, again, it, it adds a little bit. Sometimes I pull out the thesaurus, you know, and use some really fancy words to keep the audience engaged. But all my stories are always based in fact. And mm-hmm. sometimes my stories get better as time goes on because as you get further away from the point and you look back at the story, you're going, holy crap, that was the craziest, most ballsy and stupid crap we could have ever done, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you, you are usually there with me in those stories. <laughs> So it's like whether it was your dumbass losing the keys at Cedar Point or how that one night when we were when we were going to Oregon State, how we forgot the keys to your apartment. So we drove back to Hillsborough to get them and we had to go to the bathroom so bad. We went to the bathroom, then hopped back in the vehicle that your truck and we drove back down to Corvallis and we're like a half an hour away when you said, Beej, I forgot the keys. And so then we drove all the way back to Hillsborough again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was a crappy night. But anyway. Yeah. Or, or like when I tell people that we have like this little tailgater down in Corvallis, and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, my my, my family has a, a tailgater uh, down for the Beaver games. They're like, oh, that that's mm-hmm. that's nice. It's like, yeah, we have like 80 to 100 people show up usually every week, and and I don't think anybody believes me when I tell them that. No, you know, no. and <laughs> you know, they're like, oh, okay, and like, you know, I didn't say eight or ten people. I said 80 to 100 people show up. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> it's freaking nuts. <laughs> so I'm in it, and sometimes I don't believe the story. So, okay, and finally, number six, they're unable to confront the truth. And I've had this before. Uh, compulsive liars have an inability to confront the truth. They won't admit to anything, even if you beg them. Once they've told one lie, they feel it's their rightful duty to stick to it. Even if they know the 100% absolute truth, even if you know the 100% absolute truth about something, they'll still convince you you're wrong and they're right. They don't want to confront the truth and they admit and, and admit they don't want to confront the truth and admit they're wrong. Now, here's Julie's advice from the article. It says, if these signs sound familiar, uh, I'll go ahead and tell you to run as fast as you can. Walking away won't be enough because every time you try to leave, their lies will convince you to stay. 
Don't wake up one day and realize everything you thought was real was a lie. Don't let yourself fall into the trap of living in a false reality. Trust your gut. Trust your instincts and trust yourself because sometimes those are the things that are uh, those are the only things that are true. So, be just comment to all this to all you people who have friends, boyfriends, girlfriends, gender neutral poly lovers with bad haircuts and strange piercings. Takes Julie's advice. Don't be friends with liars. They're nothing but cheaters and whores. It's true. It's true. You know the other way to spot a liar when someone's lying to you. They give you a bunch of superfluous information that you didn't ask oh, for. Oh, yeah, like totally trying to build crap up. Yeah, like you're like, oh, what happened? And instead of just saying, oh, well, uh, you know. Like, I, I, I'm sorry this I didn't make it to the party last well, night. Oh, you know, what happened? Oh, I was sick, and I, I started having this – I started feeling nauseous around 3 o'clock, and and then, like, going on like that. I, I called so-and-so, and then they picked me up. and they, yeah, yeah, Went to the yeah. hospital. Yeah. I got a shot. The doctor put his finger up my rear end. Felt really good with gasoline, just, so I went to bed. Where, where, where it could just be like, man, I wasn't feeling uh-huh. good. So I just didn't think I should show You talk the best okay. way. Just tell them something that nobody wants to dig deeper into. I, I got yep. a painful rectal itch. Ew. Mm. Yeah. Ew. All yep. right. Yep, just, yep, yep. Just tell them something they don't want to get any more into. And who really wants to delve deeper into a painful rectal edge? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. We'll deal with that. All right, Beach, do you have anything else to add for today? No, I think I did my uh, public service announcement for the day. Hopefully some people, if you're hanging out with liars, kick them to the curb. Life is better without them. Yeah. I completely agree. Completely agree. All right, Beach, I want to thank everyone for listening to show number 102 of Illegal Participation. If you'd like to comment, send a suggestion, or ask a question, there's a few ways to get in touch with us. Heinertailgator, gmail.com, at Heinertailgator on Twitter, and the Heinertailgator Facebook page. Remember to listen and subscribe to us on iTunes. We leave a rating or review. Also, listen to us on your iPhone or Android device with the Stitcher Radio app. Billy! It's been fun. It's been a good time tonight. Yep, hopefully uh, I'll get my computer working and things won't be such a hectic uh, pain in the butt. Okay, cool. But um, anyways, um, hopefully the Beavs get a win this week um, at Arizona Probably State. Probably wear your orange on Saturday. There's no reason not to. Excuse me, at Arizona. Yeah. State, at Arizona. Yeah. Always wear orange. And uh, the next week we will talk about uh, what we do for that, uh, those breakfast uh, cheesesteaks. Yeah. Oh. Sounds Should good. we throw some eggs on them maybe? Eh, I don't know okay. if i do that. But we'll wait soon. Until then, a great big go Beavs. How do I sound better? Um, yeah, I need to turn down the volume. Keep talking. Talk to me, Goose. Sorry, I'm drinking water. Drinking water. I'm making. I'm not ready to making go. Making copies. Not ready to go. Billerino, the Billarama, making copies. Okay, we are recording. Ooh.
Recording. Making the recording. Billy playing the recorder. Okay, I'm not sending you a thing because my computer's still active. I have to go blind? Yeah, let me see if... Yeah, see, this isn't responding. It's just fuckered. Fuckered. Okay, do you got a song? I do have a song. Do you have... Uh, I do have an um. Do you, do you have a Rosie Ruiz? I do have a Rosie Ruiz. What about an update? I have an update. Yes, yes. I'm not saying they're good. I'm not saying they're bad. I just say I have them. Okay. <clears throat> Welcome to illegal participation. Hmm. I don't know if I can look on here. Let me see. Hold on. Oh, great. Gonna killed my freaking iPod. Didn't plug it in. That kid. Who killed your iPad? What? iPod. Gun did. He just ran it out of juice. Uh, hold on. Excuse me. Wow, are you recording this crap? Because that was disgusting. Yeah. But I edited it. Oh, so. so you cut that crap out and make me look like an ass. That's not hard to do. Oh, um, you suck. Why am I even here? Um, what I don't do for you. Yeah, I'm trying to find... You get all the credit and all I am is the bitch boy. Pink is my favorite color. Oh, I'm trying to find... I want to wrap you in rubber. Pink like the sheets that we lay on. Because pink is my favorite crayon. Pink, it was love at first sight. Pink, when you turn out the lights. Pink, that the fire's a kite. Can you please quit singing? Pink, everything is going to be alright. Ahem. <clears throat> Welcome to Illegal Participation, the official podcast of the Heiner Tailgorder. Tailgorder? <clears throat> Tailgorder? I got some phlegm. <laughs> I don't know if there's Donald Duck or what the hell is going on there? Oh, golly. Ah. Uh. Welcome to the... <laughs> Two times in a row! <laughs> you suck. That's what it sounds like I've been doing. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. So, cute. So. Yeah. Did you know that there was about three songs on there, though, that they used in the uh, movie, but they wouldn't, they didn't get the rights to use them in the soundtrack? Oh, really? Yeah, one was by Aerosmith. There's an Aerosmith song in there, I think Sweet Emotion, and a couple others. So they said they didn't get uh, – but still a full soundtrack. Oh, yeah. They put out two. Oh, was it two? Yeah, I believe so. And I so. always thought, you know, the, like Jim Dandy and stuff. You know, and, and whoever figured those songs in the locations in the music in, – in the movie, perfect job, you know. When they're running through and, and they're, you know, running for their lives as they're going to get their asses slammed by that by that hunk of wood – and yeah. and just beautifully job. And and it was actually Matthew McConaughey just got picked up by chance. Yeah, really? they said uh, I was reading a thing where he actually was drinking with the uh they were down there in uh 
Texas, and he was drinking with the the writer or something on it, and they they had beers and ended up getting kicked out of the bar together. And yeah, he was really? he was going to school down there in Texas, and so he got picked up. And they ended up uh, that his part was actually larger in the movie than it was originally supposed to be. So originally, really? I think he was just supposed to be a guy who was just supposed to give sage advice, you know, the old the old the old uh, high school graduate going to college, you know, and. Uh, Ultimately, he ended up playing a pretty big part in the movie. Yeah. Well, see, yeah, they put out another one even more dazed and confused. Hmm. Um, Hold on here. I'm going to stop recording this because we don't need to keep recording it. Which one is it? I don't know. I don't know either. I'll just keep recording. Stop. They put out even more dazed and confused. And it had, let's see here, here's the four. Full things. So it had Free Ride by Edgar Wintergroup. Okay. No More Mr. Nice Guy by Alice Cooper. Okay. Living in the USA by the Steve Miller Band. Okay. Never Been Any Reason by Head East. Okay. Why Can't We Be Friends by War. Summer Breeze by Seals and Croft. Mm-hmm. Right Place, Wrong Time by Dr. John. Must have been a right place. Must have been a wrong time. Yeah, that's a good um, song. Balinese by ZZ Top. Lord Have Mercy on My Soul by Black Oak, Arkansas. So there's another one for Jim Dandy. Mm-hmm. Jim Dandy was the lead singer of Black Oak, Arkansas. And do you know what's the interesting thing about Jim Dandy? What about it? Watch Jim Dandy perform with Black Oak, Arkansas. Then watch early David Lee Roth with Van Halen. Really? Heavily oh, yeah. influenced by him, huh? Oh, yeah. Influenced, I guess you could say. You know, because I've seen early David Lee Roth videos, and to me, he looks a lot like um, um, Led Zeppelin. He looks a lot like Robert Plant. A little bit, but if you look at his onstage performance, it's it's Jim Dandy. Hmm. Um, I Just Want to Make Love to You by Foghat, Show Me the Way, and Do You Feel Like We Do Live by Peter Frampton. Wow. So, and that came out in 94. That came out the year later. Okay. Did you ever see the um they did like an uh, they did another movie it's kind of a sequel but kind of not called Everybody Wants Some? Oh, I know I never did get to see that. I saw I remember seeing the trailer for it, but I never saw the movie. So it's the same director but it's set in the 80s okay. and it's at co- it's at college with these guys that are playing baseball team and it's just kind of a couple days, you know, as school's getting started and they're practicing yeah. baseball. So the track listings for that one my Sharona. Okay. Heart of Glass by Blondie. Okay. Take Your Time. I don't know who sings that. Heartbreaker by, uh, what's her name? Uh, Pat okay. Um, Alternative Ulster. I don't know who that one. Everyone's a winner. Not sure. Everybody wants some. Let's get serious. Mm-hmm. Pop, pop music. Uh, pop, pop uh-huh. music. Because the night belongs to lovers. Um, I want you to want me. I want you to want me. Yep. Hand in hand. Whip it. Romeo's tune. Good times roll by the cars and rappers delight. Wow. Yeah. So it was it was a good movie. I I, I enjoyed it. It's just kind of fun. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I should I should Netflix it. Yeah, it's pretty good. I watched it. Uh, I think I watched it on Netflix or on cable or something. So, no, it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. But anyways, 